Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 361B, B? the second episode for the week, we'll now discuss our thoughts on Boston Strangler from Hulu. With you of that discussion, Grayson, Maxwell, and Christopher Bond, for the episode discussing the boy in the hair, and I'll, I'll rephrase, for the episode discussing the absolutely wonderful the Boy and the Heron, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming and trailer talk. Check out episode three six one A, posted on Tuesday twelve nineteen. Well, Chris, we just got done talking about Studio Ghibli's newest film, and we loved it. Mm-hmm. We did. We'll switch, we did. We'll switch gears a little bit. Talk about the Boston Strangler. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, not. Is it the Boston Strangler? No, it might just be Boston Strangler. It might be. I think it's just. I think it's just Boston Strangler. Boston Boston Strangler. Yeah. Uh, with Keira Knightley, what do you think the tomato meter is? 82 critic and 89 audience off a little bit 68 critic Ooh. and 70 percent audience so let's just try it within two points of each other it's not terrible with the metacritic of 58 which is kind of in the mid range right. right that's not bad honestly let's talk about some particulars Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon as Loretta and Gene Cole, that dynamic duo. Chris Cooper, Alessandro Nivola, Rory Cochran, David Dasmalshin, Peter Garrity, Robert John Burke, to name a few. Directed and written by Matt Ruskin. Chris, since you're filling in for Roger, who has been fatalityed for the week, what is Boston Strangler about? Uh, it's a movie about the Boston Strangler theme. That I was, was doing my best script. Roger impression. How'd I do? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty accurate. Pretty yeah, accurate. yeah, yeah. No, so uh, this movie is is about, um, I, I would say, two reporters, two writers for the, um, what was it called? What was their newspaper called? The um, American the re- Globe, something like that? The American? No, no. The, 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 um, American Journal or American Reporter? American Reporter. Uh, Amer- Amer- American Reporter, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is about no, two. That's, no, we're, we're, we're both wrong. Record American. It? Record American. Jesus, God. So, this is about two um, two journalists from the Record American, and they're, they're reporting of the happenings of the Boston Strangler during that time in U.S. history. Um, I, I'm sure there's plenty of liberties taken in this, but you're, you're not following so much the strangler, but like the the reporting of all the way through and what was discovered along the way about that time in history. And yeah, so uh, we go on a decent ride with multiple characters, but mainly Kira Knightley's uh, lead role and her supporting cast along along for that ride. So I always, I always really look forward to watching these like how tense can the movie make me feel is what I is a question I always like to ask Mm -hmm. how how um um how can it make me feel going into some of these scenes with like can it make my hair stand up can it really kind of make me sit on my the edge of my seat can it make me uncomfortable stuff like that and of course I think you know going you got don't you have to reference like movie that I thought about immediately was Zodiac I I, I don't know about you but 100% Zodiac from for me Gotcha. Okay. I've never seen Zodiac, so um, that's a it's a movie that builds tension extremely well. Gotcha. Um, and it's like one of those moments you're like, "Holy crap, what's gonna happen?" But like that's <laughs> that's a kind of and there are a couple moments in this movie where like I was I was like my hand was kind of shaking for a minute, like like what's gonna like especially just to, just to when when um Keira Knightley's Loretta has arrived at a to talk to someone about the case and like the, oh, this, yeah. this guy invites her in 
and he's like, "Come talk back here with me." You're like, "Oh my god, oh my." She's god. like, and she's like, "Um, no," and she just leaves. Yeah, no, yep. That scene does such up. a good job. Like the sequence of editing, it does such a good job to build up to a certain, you know, a climax of that scene. That holy cow, I was like, I didn't take a breath for it had to be like forty five seconds. <laughs> I was really into it, but yeah. All right, Boston Strangler. It, so. In the 60s in Boston and a couple other cities, there was a guy who was strangling women. And this 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 is kind of the chronicling of, of that and to see how it kind of went. We're, we're looking at how the two women were able to follow this story and write in the in the uh, record American news, newspaper. Mm-hmm. So first, first thoughts, Chris. Um, so first thoughts is I'm a, I, I like these kinds of films. The idea of, you know kind of discovering because I, I didn't know much about the Boston Strangler going into this. So seeing what I do in this movie kind of gives me an idea of the time and maybe like a feel of like what, what tensions could have been like. I, I know that there's a lot of liberties taken in, in like a movie like this. Don't get me wrong, but I did enjoy the movie that, you know, that I saw. And uh, I, I, I think that this movie does a decent job of creating tension and the very muted tones. Like it's very, like this movie's very gray. Right. And I think that, that's definitely on purpose, obviously, but I think it speaks to just kind of the like the overall attitude and the feel of what it must have been like in that time of, you know, general fear of what was happening around around people in Boston. Yeah, I can imagine it's a, it was not a fun time to be, especially a woman in, in Boston, knowing that this guy was making the rounds. And, Who would have um, known that back then it was so easy to walk into someone's house? Yeah. You well, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, your hey, hey, your soup called me. I need to look at your radiator. Like, like that that was used at like four different murders, right? Like that's well, crazy. I mean, it was a different time, and they're all apartment buildings, so I mean, that kind of makes sense. None of them were houses, so like, yeah. I mean, I, I think today most people wouldn't bat an eye if, if someone knocked on the door is like, "Hey, the super sent me over. We're gonna be painting here today. I need to, I need to check check it out." Like most people wouldn't bat an eyelash to that. Would you do even today? I don't think I would never let someone in my house who said that ever. In a million years, and I doubt anyone would. Hey, I need to come and look at your house because we're going to paint soon. No, okay. like, like that's the only maybe, thing. Maybe that I happens. chose. Maybe I chose the wrong the wrong line of dialogue. But if someone mm-hmm. said, "Hey, I'm sent by the super. We I check radiators once a year. I need to check your radiator." If someone <laughs> said that, would you let them in? No, not I, a chance. I don't think I would. My initial would be like, okay, come on, cool, come come on in. Like I would I, like and then like, wait a I minute. Have, wait a I minute. have news for you, Grayson. You'd be dead. <laughs> oh I'd be strangled. Yes, yes. You'd, yes. you'd be a strangled damsel hundred so percent of the time. Let's talk about Kira Knightley here. Yeah. I love some, me some Kira Knightley. Yeah. She's big big name. We don't see her a lot, but not anymore. Kira, so let's talk about Kira Knightley as Loretta McLaughlin is mm-hmm. I think she did a great job in this one. Oh yeah, no, I think her acting is fantastic. Um I think she does good. Like there's you can obviously tell like why they wanted her for the role, right? Like she does a great job all the way through. I can't say anything negative about her acting. No, I can't. I you you rarely can. She's usually pretty mm-hmm. good at everything she's she's yeah. in. Even yeah. the other one, uh, Carrie Coon as Jean yep. Cole, her her like dynamic duo partner. They're both yeah. I thought they were fantastic as the as the lead roles here. I do too. It, it's funny because like you know like you know you start out not liking Carrie Coon's character, but then like you know, you quickly, you know, oh, you know, she's just really good at what she does and, you know, she becomes likable almost instantly. So, you know, I think that's kind of like, I think they did a good job with that. And I don't know. I I think, I think everyone in this movie does a good job of acting. Like there wasn't any point where I was, 
at all like wincing at like you know dialogue given or anything like that you know i think everything seemed very believable and very very well done for the time area they were trying to like, portray i agree i i don't um and we're a couple months late by a couple months late i mean we're like eight months late on this but <laughs> it, it it's nice to see this um it's nice to see this eventually it came out in march mm-hmm. so yeah. it is nice to see but chris cooper uh as the as there's as their boss of the paper jack mcclain mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't look i like chris cooper i have there's nothing against him playing this role but like that could have been that could have been any one of 50 actors right Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that Loretta had to be Keira Knightley, but I'm but it was it was done in such a way that like I like almost when the movie's over, I can now no longer see anyone doing else but Keira Knightley doing that role. Okay, but like with the, the, the the Chris Cooper role, I could have seen gone to anybody. Like it doesn't. He didn't have to be. I like again. I love Chris Cooper, but it didn't have to be Chris Cooper. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, I mean, I I just want to know why it wasn't it wasn't uh, James Jamison. You know what I mean? Oh well, what, what what do you mean? Why it wasn't him? <laughs> uh, the guy that does Spider Man's news guy. Uh, he was in. He he's in everything. Uh, he's fantastic. Older guy. Oh, J- Jonah James James Jonah Jameson. Um, yeah. What's his name? I just watched him Whiplash. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, him man. What's his name? I like like I, 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 his name. every news guy boss ever should just be him from now on, right? Like, I think that'd have been fine too. J.K. Simmons, come on! J- man. I knew it. I was waiting until you figured it out. You did not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, he 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 could have done this. I mean, any, yeah. any there's any number of fifty actors that are all in that same well, age yeah. range that could have, without a doubt, done this. Yeah, no but I mean, like, like I mean, you know, who plays him is fine though. It's it doesn't hurt the movie at all, no, and it's fine. Of course, of course, of course. But like, he's not supposed to be a memorable character, right? Like, he's like he's one of the vessels that gets this movie done. You know, it's same with like some of the cop characters that we get. You know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like the her main Boston PD like source could have been anybody too. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that, that's kind of how this kind of stuff goes. We follow one or two characters so much that everyone else does kind of become like not forgettable, but like anyone could have done the role. Like blend point. together almost. In, in yeah, way. yeah, kind yeah. of. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, you know who else I did thought did a good job too was um, um. Uh, Oh, David Dasmalchian as yeah, yeah, the, the, Albert the, Salvo, yeah, yeah, the the guy's name that you can't pronounce ever, yeah, ever, ever, ever. Uh, he's been in a lot of things too, though. He's he's one guy I like to see. He's been in a lot of Nolan things. He's been he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, I'm a huge fan of his. I'm glad to see him getting. I'm glad to see that he, he was he was in this because again, we don't watch. We tend not to watch um, trailers for stuff like this. So whenever I'm watching like a a streaming thing, we may have seen a trailer once at one time, but. Um, I don't particularly like remember the the the, the, the trailer, so mm-hmm. it's nice to sh- to see people in. It's nice to see people in these roles. That I'm like, oh, I I like that guy. It's nice. To see yeah, him. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't going in. Did, did you know anything about the about the Boston Strangler before going in? Like, if they caught the guy. If, I mean, I, I didn't, no, no, didn't no. Know no. It, I know nothing. Of, like, I, I know some stuff about some some of the like you know, serial killers and like eras and like in that sense, but the Boston Stranglers not, it was not one that I had any idea of going into this film. Not at all. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I didn't either. Um, but it's, it's one of those movies that like, I, I was so into it that I, I kept like hitting the pause button and seeing the, the timestamp. I'm like, son of a bitch, this is going to end with like, and they never caught it. <laughs> son of a bitch. 
Like yeah. I just wanted well, to know who this was so badly that I just. Well, I mean, like <sighs> I, I think, I think, I think they did catch him. You know what I mean? I think that was the whole delivery of the movie was like, you know, that the Boston Strangler was not one person. It was it was a combination of a few major ones, and then people that used that as a way to, you know, to get rid of some problems they had. You know what I mean? Which I think I think is probably accurate. Uh, shitty, but accurate. <laughs> shitty, but accurate. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you know, not incorrect either. I really liked how I I like the I like the the color scheme of this the 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 very dull muted tones very gray right yeah very, very gray. gray well I mean winter is you know very gray and especially in Boston area it's very gray very very snowy very cold very gray yeah mm-hmm. I, I I like that a lot too um I I think this movie took a, took took a note from the from uh Fincher's Zodiac I I really mm-hmm. do mean that because like it looked a lot very very similar to that it just mm-hmm. okay. kind of had some of the same. Um, it, like it had the same same tone. It had the same. It's just, it's hard to make a movie these days without copying something else almost verbatim. Uh, so that's just what I kind of. But I mean, it is its own movie, and that's. I think it's important that this movie does maintain its own identity in 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 a slew of other movies that are also great in the same the same vein of storytelling. Yeah, and I, I guess. This movie to me can be summed up in I wanted more of it. I mean, I think the movie does feel I, I did feel like its runtime was accurate. Don't get me wrong. Like it just this movie definitely felt like the two hour film it was. I think that I would be down for another movie, you know, like uh, like on like in a similar vein by the same like by the same creator, right? Like I think that would yeah, I think that would be cool. Like, I think I think this was a very enjoyable movie all the way through. I didn't have a problem with anything, you know. Really, pacing felt good. You know, I think they did a good job with tension and intrigue. So, I think I think this does well in all the play, all the categories it needs to. I agree. I agree. And knowing what you know now, seeing this movie in the sixties, mm-hmm. would you ever want to live in nineteen sixties? <laughs> Just asking mm-hmm. question. No, the, the the best time to be alive is definitely the current time that you're in, and that's like of course. that's like a that's like a true thing, like for many reasons. But yeah, no, I, I again, I don't think I want to live in a time where people were like, you know, I think your radiator is busted, and then you're dead four seconds later. That's like, no, 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 that's, I don't mean that. I don't mean that's I mean, not like, cool. I mean, like that point in American history where we like all the cars were massive. No, no, I'm good. You know? Like, I definitely, I definitely like the fact that you know I can. You know, I can get a job in my own house. Work from home is like an era is like a thing right now. I think that, you know, while the housing market is bad the, these last few years, I, you know, like you know, I, I'm good with I'm good with America today compared to like you know yesterday, 100. percent You know what I mean? All right, fair. Well, I mean, I just yeah. I always like to see if if the um if the like the the set building and the can ever really sell me on that time period of of the the period they're showing is i really thought that was looked pretty authentic the mm-hmm. the, the the 60s how how they recreated everything in the 60s now i think some of those some of those like over the some of those shots of like the mat like the helicopter shot from of the city like that obviously couldn't have been everything in the 60s because that would have been so hard to coordinate but yeah. i think they'd else did a great job of like every scene we were in looked and felt authentically like what I know about the 1960s. I wasn't alive, yeah. but you know, what I, what I know about the <laughs> 60s, it was fairly accurate. I mean, they definitely smoked a lot of cigarettes, right? You know what yeah. I mean? So like right in the same building, like right in front of you as at yeah. work at your desk, like, God, yeah. Lord, holy. 
I still remember. I still remember. You know, when you were allowed to do that in restaurants. That's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, do you really have memories of like we were alive during that time? But like, I just don't have memories of like. Remember smoking I, or not smoking? I can remember it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fucking nuts. It's really <laughs> weird how like yeah that wasn't even that was within our lifetime and how yeah it's definitely crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. I remember how you had to pay for pretty much every refill of your Coke, whatever your pop, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smoking or not smoking? Um, not smoking, please. Thank you. Fucking yeah. Ponderosa smoking section, man. That was where that was where dreams went to die. You know what I mean? Any smoking section is where dreams <laughs> went to die. Come on now. Let's it's be crazy. honest about that. But okay, back to the movie. Back to the movie. What was in this movie that you didn't or what wasn't in this movie that you expected? Let me ask you that. What wasn't in this movie that I expected there to be in this film? Well, what what um, scene were you anticipating that never came? Honestly, I didn't have any expectations in that in that sense because again, I'm not big on this time period and I'm not big on the Boston Strangler. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get a little bit like like any courtroom stuff. Honestly, I like that's that almost goes hand in hand with like with like a movie like this. But the movie was very much about the about the two about the two reporters than it was anything else. So I guess you know it, it kind of makes sense. So like anything that would have happened in a courtroom doesn't really matter to like what the story they were telling. But like, I guess that is something that I, if they if it would have been in this movie, I would have been shocked. And the fact that it wasn't, it's like, oh, okay. I guess there wasn't a lot of courtroom drama about this one. I was, I guess for someone like me, I was expecting, I, I was expecting a scene again. Uh, sometimes liberties have to be taken to tell a, you know, dramatic and, and, and edgier seat kind of story. But I was expecting her to be, you know, on the way home one night and then assaulted towards the end or like tried mm. to be assaulted, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. I get you. We didn't really get that, but like, we, we never, we also never, we never really got any resolution to the guy that was standing outside her house and then put a letter in the mail, in the mail slot. Did, did we? No, but again, that's, that's more of, you know, like that's like the faceless mass of people that are like, you know, angry with, with you at that time. That's not, that's not, that's not actually one person. That's like, that's kind of like the thoughts and the feelings of like the populace at large towards somebody. You know, when you talk about, you know, talk about someone's police department, you know, there's a lot of proud people, especially back then where like, you know, you get, you get away with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You know, it's not so, it's not so, it's not as common or so easy, like, you know, in the last 10 years, but back then there's not really much you can do, man. Like, you know, especially like, you know, you take that to the, you know, you talk shit on the police department. Someone does something like that to you. You take it to the police and they're like, huh, shouldn't have been standing there. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, kind of like, you know, well, you shouldn't have talk shit about your police department, ma'am. Have a nice day. It's that definitely was kind of like the, the thought process, I think. Yeah, that's, I thought that was weird how they chose to upplay that part of the story. Um, given the context and, and who the characters were and who the leads mm-hmm. were, I thought that was kind of a weird thing to upplay in, in that kind of story. I, I wonder if that's accurate about how the, the Boston police that just, pretty much through most of it just didn't they just didn't care to like help or follow on leads or do anything that would have brought this guy into justice faster yeah i mean i think it's a combination of like you know like you know you have you have proud de- police de- police departments you don't want to work with other de- police departments because then you have to admit that you can't handle it and like you know th- th- there's a lot of like there's a lot of things that probably contribute to that mindset you know, and then again, like, you know, eventually they just want it to go away anyway, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I could see that. I, I just, I wonder if that's accurate. I, I just, I can't believe in a city as big as Boston that that would happen. But, and this guy really did hold, I asked my mom, 
uh, real quick because I'm I'm staying here for the holidays. Is mm-hmm. do you remember this being a massive story? She's like, oh yes, that was that was huge, huge <laughs> in the in the mid in the mid and late sixties of the Boston yeah. Strangler, huge. So uh, she didn't remember any more. De- she didn't remember as many details as I thought she would, but um, she did say that was a big was a big deal, especially if you were a single woman living by yourself. That was was a big deal. Oh yeah. So I I, I can imagine that was huge. But yeah, what, what what give me some likes and some dislikes of this one, Chris? Um, again, like I I, I like the tone. I like I actually like the gray color palette. I think acting in this is fine. Um, you know, nothing nothing spectacular, but like you know, solid job all the way through by most people that you see on screen. Uh, dislikes. I don't have too many dislikes. Just nothing wowed me in this movie. Um, only like real dislikes I can really point at is the fact that like you know, I'm sure there were plenty of liberties taken here, and that you know, it feels like there were you know. So like it, it's I will I won't be surprised to be told yeah you know this this that and the other probably you know didn't happen this way at all that kind of thing. Um, I don't know like it, it's it's just again the movie didn't wow me, but it it. it the movie's fine. The movie's the movie's pretty good. It's just nothing, nothing over the top. Nothing, nothing big that like really like puts it above like most other things you're gonna see. Well, did it did it feel like this could have been theatrically released and it would have been no different? I think that this movie doesn't do well theatrically, even if it is released. So I don't think so. I think. Let me that ask this you movie, why. Let me ask you why. Because the movie itself, again, isn't. I don't know, like. You can't point to another film like this that's come out in the last seven years, can you? You know what I mean? It th- these kinds of things don't come out anymore, and whether that be because they probably just don't do well release wise, people will wait for it to come out, you know, and see it at home. I don't know. I just I don't think this movie would have done great. You know, Keira Knightley, while she's fantastic and she's very good, she's not. She doesn't pull people into theaters like she used to. Most you know, most likely, and there's no other actor or actress in this that would so you know they may have had to spend more money on different talent to make that happen but the movie just again doesn't do anything amazing and i think that this was made for hulu and they made a streaming film that's what it feels like this this movie feels like it belongs on streaming i don't um think i don't know how accurate that statement is about the last seven years i'm sure there have been several thrillers in the last seven years how many of them are accurate yeah. and close to close to like a fincher production though i don't know the answer to that i i can't mm-hmm. even think i can't think of any off the top of my head but well uh, yeah i think that's more of my point is like you can't think of a film like this anyway no here you you might be right um yeah. i just can't think of any prime examples but uh, i like these movies a lot i i think this could have been i can see a world where this is released theatrically i think there would have been a few different decisions made um uh, for the creativity of it all, but mm-hmm. I can definitely see this in a, in a world where it's released. I, I I think you're right though. It doesn't do well. Mm, yeah, exactly. It might yeah. be big. It might be big for a weekend, but then it goes from number one or number yeah, two. Yeah, it's like a it's like a 26 million opener kind of thing. Falls off to like eight million the next week kind of deal. Like, that's and what it feels like. Gone. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. Just like like it doesn't it doesn't middle around. Like it it, it comes out at number one, number two, and then the next week it's like number thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that easily. Um, that's you know that's a world where I I just you're you're right. We've we you know audiences have changed. What what our expectations are in the theater theater experience have also changed. Mm-hmm. I think a better one like this 
one that people talk about certainly does well theatrically, but I don't think Boston Strangler is that one. Yeah, this, yeah, I think you're right. And, about and it. The, the point I was trying to make earlier, and this to me, this was like half a movie, if that makes sense. Not like lengthwise, but the story being told I, is like it. There, there was never that dramatic flourish in the end. There was never that final act of like you have to watch it kind of thing to me. Mm-hmm. And in a movie like this, I feel like you need that almost more than anything else. Almost as much as like building the the, the creepy atmosphere, the 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 tension is you need some really awesome final act to 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 keep you to get people to like no you have to see that and this movie just didn't, didn't have that for 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 me the lead up was fine i i, I like the setup i like the world building the, the the tension the atmosphere it just it never did anything that i would consider awesome if if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean i think the awesome that it does is just it's its ability to have that that very that very clean this movie feels very clean it's it's just you know it's subject scene go subject scene go all the way through and it tells a very clean story very like you know it's very easy to follow everything that's happening nothing like it doesn't make you think because there's nothing to really think about besides what it's showing you and telling you on screen you discover things along the way with everybody else so yeah, I, I think you're right, and I think I think in that way is what you mean when you say it wouldn't have been released theatrically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think I think I'm I'm accidentally explaining that thought, you know, that that thought process. Yeah. No, no, that's that's pretty accurate though. That's I hadn't thought of it like that. It, it's it's mm-hmm. a very clean, easy movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, just despite the, the, the you know the subject the, matter, yeah, yeah, the subject matter and content, it's a very easy and straightforward movie to watch. Like you're not. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 talk about movies like the um like the Hercule Poirot films that we've talked about is like <laughs> yeah, some yeah. some of them expect you to figure it out and some of them you're just watching a narrative unfold in front of you and when they figure it out then you figure like it just yeah there's kind of two different dynamics of that too and I don't mm-hmm. think I, I think this kind of fits in the just watch it and watch everything unfold but I was really into it I got to say I was yeah but then again when I asked you that question of was there something in this scene that you didn't or something you didn't i expected kind of a big dramatic flourish in the end because i thought that's where they were going when they put the women's pictures in the paper mm, oh i thought right, this yeah, is yeah. this is not going to end well this is not yeah gonna... but like again like like what kind of liberties do you take like you know if these women weren't actually attacked that seems almost like disingenuous to like you know add like something where like they get chased down in the street by some madman and like you know attacked or something you know what i mean yeah but, so yeah, like, but you could you, but you could set it up though i mean you you could almost like do one without doing it like she thinks okay she yeah, 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 yeah and you know like i don't know i you, you you're right if these if they were never attacked then you, it'd be hard to take a liberty but you could you could still set up a really eerie walk home at mm-hmm. night from the park kind of thing and yeah really kind of really have some tension built into that it's just they didn't do that any of it and it's just you know i just I, I thought that's where we're going with the whole our pictures are going to be in the paper kind of thing. So, yeah. But otherwise, I this was, I think, better than average streaming film. I'll just go ahead oh, and start. Yeah. the. I, this is a six and a half for me. Okay. I think it's a it's a very watchable. I can recommend this. Uh, I think the two leads, Kira Knightley and uh, Carrie Coon, are are great as Loretta McLaughlin and Gene Cole. Uh, I I like Chris Cooper, but it didn't have to be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do they do a decent job in setting up a very eerie tone, eerie atmosphere 
Um, I this is a this is a just above average kind of all the way around, but I I kind of dug it. So six and a half is where it sits for me. Okay, I get you. I, I I'm I'm close to you. I, this is this is a six. The movie has a very very straight story. It's telling you. It's it's like I said, or mentioned earlier. It's it's very clean, right? It's you know you you're getting the information as the characters do. You're discovering along with them, and you know like they they get they go down this rabbit hole of figuring out like you know exactly what's happening here and you get to go along for that ride. It doesn't do anything spectacular outside of the ordinary. It's it's better than your average streaming film for sure, but it's not like it's it's not going to wow you. Like this is a this is a cool watch, you know, sit down, turn it on, do your thing, but it's, you know, if if you never watch this film, you're not going to be in a worse spot than you were 5 minutes ago. It's just not this is not it's not that kind of movie. However, I think this is this is better like this if this would have been on Netflix, it would have surprised the hell out of me. I mean, so I mean that's more of a testament to Hulu and the fact that it does seem to have slightly better quality in the things that it that it that it's making itself. But it also has less content to offer you too. So like, take that however you will. It, it's it, it's a weird thing to think about, but you're not wrong. Like, if this shows up on Netflix, it's like, hey, this is a decent Netflix flick. But like, it's on Hulu, so it's like, okay, this is this is a decent streaming movie, right? Because yeah, yeah. like. Hulu has a better track record. It seems. It's, sad, so, it's sad that we have to make. Yeah. It's sad that we have to make that distinction. Yeah. Well, it's not, not sad. It's it's not our fault. You know, well, it's if, the it's the powers that be. It's their fault. Think about it. If if Netflix was churning out banger after banger every week, like a solid anywhere from a six to a ten every single week, theaters would have been dead a year ago. Yeah. Like like you know what I mean? Like it's funny how the one the major company pioneering trying to kill movie theaters is the one doing the worst job at turning out quality content well when your goal i mean i don't know there's a whole podcast there of things to talk about along that line i think the short version is i don't think that's their goal anymore <laughs> well, i do I, I that's been the goal from day one no, no no the goal of the of the people creating things for netflix that is not their goal that's netflix's goal but the people okay, that fair, are creating fair. film and series it ain't that's not what their goal is so that you're not going to get that out of this no you're not gonna get that kind of quality all right fair well let's just again that's a whole nother podcast episode it is one that we can dig into at a later date but i don't think i'm too far off the mark there i like having a podcast we probably can't (laughs) fair enough this has been episode 361b of full love of cinema a movie podcast each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe, every little bit health. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell 1. I'm Chris Bond. Roger's not here. He sucks. He's fatality in Mortal Kombat, and he's at, at Rog Stillian. If you want to rub it in that he got fatality by Chris, please do so. Check us out on YouTube. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Wonka and the state of Star Wars part three. How is the state of Star Wars, Chris? Not good. It ain't great. <laughs> Correct. <laughs>